Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck, hosted by yours truly, Alana Kapitz and Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm Alana, the CEO and founder of Moms Toronto. We're on a mission to bring moms together and give them a great day, revolutionizing maternity leave. And I'm Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm a pediatrician and pediatric emergency medicine doctor. I provide no-nonsense child health advice, dispelling myths, and empowering parents to parent confidently and raise your healthiest kids. Together, we have six kids under eight. We are eager to chat with other moms, entrepreneurs, and interesting people about everything from sex to alcohol, sleep woes, and body shaming. We aren't afraid to talk about taboo topics or share our many opinions. We say it like it is and want to get to the heart of the issues facing moms and caregivers everywhere. Come join us. Uh, Mamas and papas. Haven't done that in a while. We are super excited. Tonight we have Lexi Miles, is the founder and CEO of Wax On Laser and Wax Bar, boldly launched beauty destination Wax On Wax Bar in 2012 for both women and men on the go. Now with 13 motherfucking locations, <laughs> holy shit, nationwide and the launch of its innovative new-to-market laser, Lexi oversees all aspects of the Wax On business from franchise building, day-to-day operations of existing locations, marketing, social media, and growing Wax On's independently produced product line. Um, she's recently added mom to her resume. Lexi resides in Toronto with her husband and her baby girl. Welcome, Lexi. Thank you. Are you happy? I'm so happy. Yeah. (laughs) What's your daughter's name? Piper. Piper. Cool name. Yeah. She's Uh, a cutie. Okay. And how was your birth story? Oh my God. Give us the accelerated version. Okay. (laughs) So, no, I, um, okay. So I went into labor the night before and had a midwife, so she came and yep. luckily just gave me, because I was strep B or whatever. Anyways, woke up the next morning, went in. I was had to be induced because I wasn't moving along. Um, got there at 7 a.m. I was home by 5 p.m. In, awesome. in bed with sushi and a Guinness. That's amazing. Yeah, girl. No, nice. but it was also just a whole middle part of absolute torture and mm-hmm. hell and my epidural wouldn't arrive my husband decided to order freshy for the nursing staff so he works for freshy and mm-hmm. thought that it would get us a room if we had to stay the night a private room anyways um he's like i'm gonna every <laughs> i like your husband's style no he's like I'm yeah gonna he's bribe the nurses exactly station. i'm gonna what bribe hospital? the hospital at North York. North York. It's so funny. And then I, and then every time they knocked on the door, I thought it was my epidural and it's freshy <laughs> yeah. delivery. And the nursing staff being like, you're not going to get a wrap. <laughs> and I'm like, where the, can I say, yeah. fuck yeah. is yeah. my epidural. And you didn't get it. I didn't get it. Oh, okay. Oh. So, so I how come no one came to do it? Um, so there is an emergency C-section mm-hmm. and no one was available, I there guess. Was no anesthesiologist I was apparently next in line, but um, I guess then I started to move along very quickly and right. I was, yeah, home same day. It was like I put in a work yeah. day. Right, totally. <laughs> and then had a baby and we were like, what, what do we do? Yeah. And... My husband turns to me. He's like, I think you, I think we swaddle her. It's like, we're heading to bed. I think we swaddle her. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Swaddle, swaddle. Let's do that. And he's like, okay, do it. Like, I don't know how to swaddle her. So we're YouTubing how to swaddle a baby. And <laughs> Hey, she, Google, yeah. how do you wrap a swaddle? <laughs> exactly. Alexa, swaddle my baby. Yes, awesome. Exactly. Uh-huh. So anyways, and then she spat up once in the night and that was it. Like, we didn't sleep a wink. Yeah, right? <laughs> we like thought this. she almost died. Really? 
That's exactly. That's yeah. every new parent. Right? Every new parent. And every mom, especially, just kind of oh stares at their kid all my night yeah. long. All night every, long. Every, like, eh, 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 groany yeah. stuff, yeah. you're like, they're going to wake. They're going to wake up. Or if they're silent, you're like, oh, my God, they're dying. Yeah. yeah. All night. All did night you do long. that, Jean? Oh, my God. 100%. Really? In fact, I did it, I think, the most with Austin when, like, I was the most educated, the you know, the most, you know. <laughs> experienced. Experienced. But I don't think you could turn your mind off. Like, right. you, every mom, you whether you know a lot of stuff or a little bit of stuff. Like your polish color, what? sorry. Oh, thank you. I'm like a um, Yeah, squirrel. I also noticed that. It's, it's very pretty. nice. It's fun, right? Yeah. It's kind of like iridescent. Yeah. Um, uh, every mom, no matter how much you know or how little you know, there's no way to turn your brain off. And this is like Andrew lying right next to me, fast asleep. Like, no care in the world. He, yeah. he wouldn't even know how many times I woke up with a baby or how many hours of sleep I got or how the night went to wake up. And mm-hmm. how was it? I'm like, the kid, you know, slept a couple hours and I stared at my baby. Or you fall asleep and you wake up in this panic. Like, yeah. you miss something and your kid died while yeah. you're while you sleeping for like three seconds. Uh-huh. All night, all night. It's only when you fall, when you fall asleep on an airplane, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. that thing, I did that all night for awesome. the first probably three months of all four kids' lives. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My husband used to wake up and he's like, that was a great night. And I'm like, fuck you. Where the fuck were you? Wait a second. Like Every hour. Did you yeah. earplugs? Did yeah. you have earplugs? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was up all night. Well, Lexi, I think it's so interesting. A woman like yourself, you're super accomplished. You started this like crazy chain, amazing branding. I grew up like next, like my parents' house is next to your flagship location. Oh, okay, cool. So when it first came up, I was like, hmm? what is that yellow sign yes, you know yes. and uh i'm a patron so i'm a fangirl but it's so interesting i always like to like when i talk to new moms who are like serious mom bosses like what would you say is the like is there a comparison between like the mac truck of motherhood and building a business is there anything i like or akin oh my gosh like n- I feel like I'm two completely different people, you know, like it's so when I'm at work versus when I'm at home, like Mm -hmm. I guess there's like things that overlap, but um, like I always think of my like team at work, like picturing me when I go home, like it's just a frantic free for all basically. Uh Um, But I guess like, I guess there's things that, you know, kind of transfer between the two and um like similarities and and things like that but it's uh it they're both just I guess really challenging at times and I think it's the one thing I'd say that I've like brought over to motherhood from from wax on and like building wax on and all of that is like you kind of it's like it's day by day like you Mm -hmm. don't know what the next day fully has in store and it's usually its own set of challenges and you also kind of know that you're going to get through it. And so I feel like having that with business, like prior to having Piper, like I had wax on for six years before Piper. Um, and those were the hardest six years and the most challenging while we were just establishing ourselves and just growing is I kind of from that really transferred over that like, okay, I can I can do this yep. and, and getting through day by day by day and knowing that like this stage will eventually end and you'll be on to a new one so what was the inspiration for wax on how did it come to be um so i was like the art so i was actually a management consultant um when i started wax on and i was our exact client that i wanted to open it for and it Uh was the one that went to like the sketchy nail salons behind the shower curtain for like a cheap and cheerful quick wax because you didn't have time and you didn't want to pay a fortune to go to like a spa or you know, sit, sit in that like Zen environment. Um, so yeah, I just like, I, at the time in Toronto and in Canada, when I was doing my research, there weren't 
any types of wax bars available. And in the States, they were popping up everywhere. And I thought, mm-hmm. like, this is a great opportunity and started to do the research. And then all of a sudden realized, like, step by step by step, I was signing a lease and we were incorporating a company and opening a business. Wow. And it all just sort of spiraled from there. Yeah. So I started like parallel with my, I was still consulting and, um, and just started to do my research and, um, and yeah, like I always say like anyone who's trying to start a business, like just build that kind of project schedule, start taking off the boxes. And all of a sudden you'll be at a point where you have to like actually make the leap Uh and, and jump in and, and then do it, <laughs> I guess. And okay, so how did you get to 13? Look, is it a franchise model? It is a franchise model. It's both. Okay. So I have six corporate owned locations and then seven franchises right now. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And so and that, yeah. that was over eight years, six years. Yeah, seven years. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. How quickly did you open your second location? A year and a half after the first. That's amazing. Yeah. So the first one was like, I mean, best case scenario, kind of like it really kicked off well. Um, and then, and then we opened our second one downtown in the path. And then I, at first, like I had this huge dream. I was like, oh yeah, we're going to open one location and then I'm going to franchise the shit out of this thing and like yeah. open a le- hundred locations in five years. And here we are 13 and seven, but it's, um, but I realized after the first, like we need to understand everything about this before I start to franchise. Like right. I need a full toolkit so that someone can come in and, you know, they're giving us money and their investment and everything into our brand and also like all the processes and and tools and policies and training and all that good stuff that comes with it. And so I very quickly realized like we need to have a very, very like fundamental business that we know works before I can start to offer this out there. Mm -hmm. And then now we're just like super strict and, you know, intentional about who we bring on as our partners. I was going to say, how do you pick your franchise? So yeah. Yeah. They're all clients actually, which I love. Yeah. Wow. Um, And all very, that would make sense. Yeah. I guess so. Different walks of life and yeah, and they love the brand, which is like first and foremost, mm-hmm. but wanting to keep the quality of what we've created and mm-hmm. that consistency of you being able to go to like anyone you want for a wax within Wax On mm-hmm. um, and have that consistent experience, whether it's a franchise location or a corporate location is so important to like choosing the right person who's going to open that franchise business as well. So, And do you have a marketing background at all? No. No? And I... Actually, as a result of that, like I, I hired a branding firm. Like that was one of my big parts of like the investment. My background was in operations. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I've got this side of the business. Like Damn. I can do. Yeah. Um, I uh, hired like a, an esthetician to be my like consultant for the aesthetic side because I yeah. don't have an aesthetics background other than like being the person who <laughs> just loved to get wax behind shower curtains, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And um and then marketing was one of the big things. Like I was like, I'm gonna pay for my weaknesses and branding. Like I was no brand specialist and yeah. I wanted to the make sure. Is so strong, Lex. Thank you. It's so strong. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really good. Thank so you, you were very smart in terms of and being strategic and knowing your weaknesses yeah. and, and poning up the dollars where you had to when it came to coming up with those strategies. Good for you, for Mama. Sure. So you like important. just you 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 mommed up like you weren't even a mom yet. That's awesome. <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. But I called them my babies before. I had the- yeah, of course. <laughs> 
is it a pain like running or making sure that all these are running like really well? Are you, are you like, are you always like traveling between them or like what's your role day to day now? Good question. So yeah. So now, um, I'm more on the growth side of it. So it's actually like, I'm super pumped about this year because I get to start to dabble into like we're coming out with new products and like we're starting to kind of expand the brand even further, which is is great. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me, predominantly what my role is. And my director of operations who actually started with me as the manager of our first location at Summerhall, um, she oversees all of the uh, locations in terms of like the quality control. So we secret shop all of our employees like every three months. We have like a quality control, like all of these very structured kind of pinpoints in place so mm-hmm. that we make sure that like the quality doesn't slip and that people are having great consistent experiences. Um, and then I I get to be like, I call it the good cop. So I get to like fly into the location and be like, guys, how are you? Are you having so much fun working for Wax On? And, you know, culture was one of like the very important things that we started with. Um, because in aesthetics, when I came into the industry, all I was told was what a caddy industry it was and high turnover. And I really didn't want that to be the place that the people that were going to provide this like intimate experience for yeah. our clients to work in. Like I wanted it to be a spot where people loved where they worked and Let's had. Take, yeah. Careers. I want you to riff a little bit on culture. Oh, Talk yeah. about it. What's your culture. like, what's your ethos around the, the realm of culture? It's like absolute integral to good client experience. Like yeah. especially in our industry where you're behind closed doors with someone and you're getting a wax. And you're knackered. And you're naked. Vaginas. And you're in a vulnerable yeah. position all you want to do is talk and right. be like in good hands. And if someone loves where they work, they're going to provide a better service to their client, like hands down for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and they're also going to perform better and, you know, just come to work like not every day, but a lot of times happy, which is what we wanted to to create a wax on. And so how, place- do you, how do you do that tactically? Give us some high yeah. level, not your trade secrets, not your secret sauce, <laughs> but what are some of the things that you do? Like if I'm a young physician, for instance, mm-hmm. and I own a brick and mortar store and I'm looking at expanding quality control, what's like those culture pieces, you right? We need to do that. Pardon? You say we need to do that. No, I think I love your staff. I mean, you don't have very high staff turnover, in my opinion. You have like, you know, staff owners are, it's like the same fucking people I've been seeing oh, no, for three years. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no one's oh, and so your bad. location, I, I've I been getting waxed by the same girls for as long as I've been getting waxed. So that mm-hmm. I think speaks volume to administrative staff and as you say, aesthetic staff. So there's got to be something, right? Mm-hmm. What is it? Is it like, are they owners? Is it WestJet? Do they have stock options? I don't think so. I don't think that's what it is, but they act like yeah. owners. I think that it's a lot in in giving them a voice, like open communication, having them have the ability to build like a career and move up in their roles and you know make more money and things like that. And then also just respect like it's so important I think and especially in aesthetics they've just we have a holiday party and the number of people come up to me that are new to our business and have never been like treated like that like never have been treated to for me to say like I'm so grateful for you guys working so hard at wax on every day they're shocked and like overwhelmed with that type of like little comment, which isn't little at all, but like it's, it's the truth. Like they are 
what makes our business. And so to treat them with like respect and that they have a voice in the business, they work every day and they know better than I do what's working and what's not. And so I tell them that like when they, when they get hired, like I meet with them and I want them to know that they, I want to hear if something's broken and something's not working and how we can fix it and how we can make our client experience better. And yeah, and then they see that we do make a change and that their voice is being heard. Like those, I think, are the keys to just, yeah, it's just like being grateful for the people that come to work every day for the business that you've created. Like, of course, yeah, they're making money, but at the same time, like they're showing up yeah. and they don't have to show up the way that they actually do and right. that they're bringing like their best They're bringing their game forward. Yeah. How about you, Dean? What do you think for your guys? Yeah, I mean, what you said just now about empowering them is, is mm-hmm. I think, super valuable. So we have a lot of meetings. We have a lot of social things, you know, my team comes to my house, you know, once or twice a year, twice a year, at least twice a year, actually, um, for parties. And yeah. we host lunches. And so there's a lot of like that stuff. And it's opening, opening the table to tell us anything and everything that's going on, how can we make things better. And then when changes actually do happen, they feel empowered to come forward and, and make comments, right? Because mm-hmm. if you if you open it and you're like, okay, tell me anything that's not working, we'll fix it. And then you don't. I think it's like a slap in the face. Like, why well, don't mm-hmm. really give a shit what you have to say? I just kind of faked it. Exactly. If you actually do make changes and you empower them to to come forward and know that they have a stake in it, like Kid Crew is what it is, not only because of me, not mm-hmm. only because of my doctors, not just because of my my staff. It's it's everybody. It's yeah, this whole yeah. team, right? Like you have a we, great team. We, we text each other all the time. We have like a um, a WhatsApp group for myself and all the admin, of which there's many now. And my nurses, there's 14 people now, 15 people now, and uh, there's like tons of hashtag team kid crew back and forth. Like I love it. we're just, we're a team. We really work collectively and every single person is valuable. And if one person is sick, two or three other people jump in to like do extra hours. Like it's really a team supportive environment. You should tell that story. That's like, honestly, hmm. that's so awesome. I'd love to see that on your blog or something hmm. or on your yeah, newsletter. Yeah, so great. I think that's so awesome because it, cause you are a well-oiled machine. And I think what's interesting about, you know, I want to say like a physician's office with a huge, huge, you know, practice and you running, 13 locations is to see this sort of batting back and forth between having basically brick and mortar and infrastructure, but understanding where you're doubling down, mm-hmm. right? And you're both basically saying the same thing, which is you're doubling down on the people, which are the foundation of the, fuck the brick and mortar, exactly. right? Like oh, you're yeah. nothing the people, without your the people. The people who are providing that service, like, you know, medicine is different than what you're doing. You're, what you're doing is truly like service industry, though I think that medicine is also a service, service industry, mm-hmm. but because people are not giving us dollars, yeah. the I think a lot of physicians don't feel that they have to have that, you know, welcoming face right. and the, you know, the flexibility to change appointments and all that like kindness that goes along with that. But that's like really paramount to me. Like I want people to want to call us, to want to come in, to have a good experience. Like that's the service industry part of it's really important for me yeah. and not typically important for medical care in Ontario where people are not paying. Can I tell you another thing that you've both actually, what I realized the commonality as I'm sitting here is my observation as an outsider who are not in either of these spheres is that you both have actually taken industries that are not pediatric pediatrics, is not a glamorous industry hmm. and you've sort of glamorized it to the point where it's like, it's you made it cool and hip and interesting. Yeah. And you've taken this, like, as you say, like, you know, behind the Korean nail salon, you know, <laughs> the, the, like terrible, like almost like kind of feels like back alley service or these like super bougie thing yeah. and you've made it super pedestrian and you've taken pediatrics which is like kind of not glamorous at all mm-hmm. and turned into this like fucking awesome place but and I think it's glamorous been- than other adult fields <laughs> no but, but yeah no I'm it's like it's, it's attention vomit. to detail totally. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. attention yeah. to yeah. vomit <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's attention to that's detail that's what I do poop and vomit but you yeah. do poop, poop and vomit you do it so good Dean yeah, right I and do. you too like <laughs> if you see it's interesting I bet you if you took your business to side by side in terms of how detail oriented you both are in terms of like I'm a customer from Dina doing 
doing double glass, double sliding doors. Have you ever been to Kid Crew? No. Oh my God. I clearly need to go. It's gorgeous. And like everything from, everything is thought about. She thought about everything. Every point, point, power, pain point and as do you from the minute you walk in the door it's like fantastic and I think we also experience. both focus on branding a lot which mm-hmm. was for me was really paramount again something that doctors just don't do but yeah. I wanted to have like a presence a look to it a feel to it something that's consistent like everywhere you walk in, in the office and you know everything about my own branding is consistent and I think it's important people it's don't even so know that important. it's important but there's a feel to it you know and, and you can really well on your branding too yeah. no it is it's so it's so so important and it's important in those like areas that I haven't been focused on like it's like for you it's just of course like I would want to come in and have like that type of experience like who wouldn't right it's it's uh yeah we're at the place now where we're we're, do we do more locations do we franchise it yeah bring on like a you know a strategic partner like I I don't know what to do with it but I feel like the part that is the most challenging is the people management piece having more staff in my case more doctors or allied staff in your in your yeah. case more statisticians and the brick and mortar piece of it it's so it's such a pain in the ass to open a location it's so much physical stuff to do in each location and all the people and everything but if you're doing it this many times i guess it's been worthwhile yeah so now it's gotten to the point where we're kind of like we've got it but it used to be when we would open a location, it yeah. was like hands on deck for we don't sleep for three days and it's setting up and we're always trampling over contractors. Remember the lemons? Didn't oh, you have lemons, lemons behind the desk? We did have lemons and it was like, it was why Why have real lemons? <laughs> like the amount of times I have to replace those lemons. But it's those little things that I all of a sudden you realize. I remember like really resonated with me. Oh, well, we don't have them the anymore. Lemon, I Actually, <laughs> yeah, I think they turned into fake lemons and then there was like, no, no lemons gotta that, go. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like the real lemons and then who changes out the lemons we stuff yeah. you know it's just as you're growing and figuring out the things that work and don't work but now it is like we've got like a great project manager that runs our our construction and then the team that you know does all the staffing and our training program and all of that but that's literally each location we just get better and better and better at it and finally it's at a point where we're opening it and it's kind of like okay yeah it's a bit of a clockwork situation but it's still I mean, the staffing side and the bricks and mortar. I mean, it's so capital intensive and to continue to grow and decide like you're obviously thinking of, do I open more myself? Do I franchise it? Like it was, it's still my constant back and forth. And that's why I'm like, I'm doing both. Lexi, can (laughs) you explain just for our listeners? And because I always put myself in the spot of a listener who really is like me on the ground floor of these things. Yeah. What's the difference between a a corporate owned store and a franchisee? What is the actual difference? So I, so a corporate owned store would be one that I've invested my own money from the business. You're the owner of it. And I'm the owner of it. Um, And then the franchise would be someone who's decided to invest in a franchise. And they um, buy basically like a manual on how to run it. They buy everything. So they buy, with with us, we do, basically, um, they buy like the, the location. Code? Because, the code. Yeah, yeah, we um, do all the, manage all the construction for them. Yeah. Um, they don't have to worry about any of that. Like they get to work with us on where the location is. Um, but basically, it's kind of turn the key and training starts. Um, and then we provide like three weeks of training for the owner mm-hmm. and manager, and then they get another two weeks on site, or sorry, three weeks on site. So they have about six weeks of training total for the franchise owner mm-hmm. and the manager. And then the staff have um, a week long training program. 
But um, but yeah, we're and then we're handholding throughout the first entire year and beyond, like depending on how the business is doing. Like they're just part of our extended family right. of, of wax on. Well, it's interesting because the model I see you guys, I think, as like laying claim as the first original OG, you know, sort of I would say pedestrian bougie experience of <laughs> right. like, you know, like that spa like experience. But I'm seeing now people like imitating or yeah. trying to get in the game. So what do you think about the competition in terms of people who are really dabbling in the exact same wheelhouse as you? Yeah. How does that make you feel? I'm such care? a competitive person. So yeah. like, of course I care, like, but I this, 10 more. <laughs> oh my, yeah, exactly. Like it definitely, I'm like, ah, oh, really? But you know, I try and just like, we just try and keep our head down and, and do what we're doing best. Like right. we are very confident in the service we provide and like just always consistently offering quality. And if we continue to do that, people are going to continue to tell their friends Mm -hmm. and, you know, word of mouth has been so incredible for us and you just have to focus on it. Right. Like you just have to stay on top, on top of it. Like it's hard, it's hard, it's harder to stay number one than become number one. And that's something we always like keep very clear in our heads. That's really, really interesting because I think that's a serious complex that a lot of people have. Yeah. Tell me for you being a new mom and being a businesswoman, are you are you working right now? You're taking mat leave. How's your days look like? Do you get to so, see your kid? Um, yeah. So I do, but I I had this like glamorous plan in my head that I was going to have this mat leave, and it was going to be I think oh, I'm trying to remember how many days. I think I said two months or something, and I was just going to try and like at least take that time um, as much as I could, or three months maybe. Yeah. Anyways, I ended up closing. I was in the middle of closing my first investor raise. Literally, it fell right when I was um, like I was in labor on the phone with my lawyer, actually in the hospital. Like, and all of a sudden, he's like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "Oh, sorry, I'm actually I'm actually um, having my baby." And he's like, "What do you mean?" And he has four kids. I'm like, "Oh, oh well, I'm at the hospital." <laughs> Like, Lexi, this is not that important. Like, we can talk later. I was like, no, 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 we got to wrap this up because I have this mat leave that I'm supposed to be on. And it's, you know, important to me to spend time with my baby once he or she, I didn't know what I was having at the time it comes. He's like, nope, I'm hanging up. Like, call me in like a couple weeks. Anyways, it ended up being literally the busiest time of my entire career, which was sad. It was a little, it was really unfortunate, like how the timing fell. Um, I didn't get that kind of time with Piper that yeah. I wanted to in her newborn stage because yeah. I was was also very preoccupied with okay, this. Shake it off. I know. Forget about it. It's okay. So my, I it's mean, totally okay. My it's husband finally anyways. was like, yeah. exactly. I yeah. know, right? My husband's like, I had this full meltdown because I felt like I was being a failure in every single element because I was trying to work so hard and trying to be with Piper and trying to like be a wife at all. And mm-hmm. anyways, he's like. Piper's good. Like, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but she's like a good baby. So that was when the shit gets fun anyway. So yeah. I think every mom has this feeling they're going to go home, they're going to cuddle their baby, they're going to nurse, they're yes. going to cuddle, they're going to sleep. It's going to be amazing. And it fucking sucks for almost everybody. Right. And for the first like three or four months. So we have these like dreams about like this cuddly, delicious period. And most of the time it sucks. And like, not to say babies aren't 
amazing. They're amazing. And cuddling and nursing and all that is beautiful. Yeah. But most of it is really exhausting. You just want the baby to go to fuck to sleep. Right. And so now is when things get fun for you. So this yeah. is when, like, if you have the moments or the time, this is when I spend the time. Because now she's a real person. Totally. And she can, like, communicate with you and yeah. way more fun. She's probably moving around more. Like, this is this is when it gets fun. Guys, yeah. I feel so much better. Honestly, I'm giving you full permission to not to, like, shake that mom guilt. <laughs> I literally, when I had Essa, I, like, went on mat leave and my brother's like, can you help me do an event contract? I was like, yeah, great idea. I was like, I was a giant pregnant woman, like waddling around this, this like project. And the baby came and then the boss is like, do you have like, sure. So I like spent like literally the first four weeks of S's life, like on my laptop, like nursing her football style like this. So I could be on my laptop. Amazing. And then the project went totally let like, bad and I basically walked off the project which I I've know never this. ever this done I'm hearing about this. I've never done it and oh, it was a terrible and I don't even want to name names because he's like a very major public figure and I was like I cannot believe I just spent the last four weeks looking at fucking Excel documents for that piece of shit guy instead of looking at my kid's face and I remember crying and being like Aww. I'm never gonna get this moment back and I was like meh it's now literally seven months and I still don't look at us. I look at the computer all day long because I'm a working mom. Like, amazing. I'm a fucking mom boss. I have I no choice. Like I love her. Yeah. And I like, I, I like make the conscious effort to make, put fan before the gram and put my phone down. But like I am, we're working women. I mean, that's yeah. what this is. Like, Dina's mat leave was a hot second. Yeah. Literally two Yours, weeks. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks. Like and she of, of those two weeks, he was admitted to the NICU for a week. And oh I my God. was losing my mind so much that I was like, I need to go back to work. And Andrew's like, you're insane. Your kid's in the NICU. And I wasn't actually going to go and like leave him. I wasn't going to do that. I'm not that big of an asshole. But I was losing my mind so much. I would have been stuck. an asshole. And, uh, yeah, I would have been an asshole. But the, he was home for a week and I was like, okay, now I'm losing my mind. And he mm. came with me and he still yeah. comes with me. So it's a very like, you know, mm-hmm. novel approach. But um, yeah, the first couple weeks suck. Totally they suck. Yeah. And when they sleep, what are you going to do? Like stare at them? Well, or that, you get exhausted I did yourself. realize that actually when I was there and I was like, oh, I actually have a, quite a bit of time for work. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. away. I'm like, still sleeping. Yeah, and then, honestly, yeah, I have this like whole romantic notion because I was like, okay, with my first kid, I was like, okay, I'm going to start working out and getting like my body back in shape after six months with my first kid. And my second, I was like, wait a minute, I need the first six months to like focus on, because that's when they're not moving. Right. Right. Neither of it worked. Yeah, it's but like the opposite. Yeah, it didn't matter It's anyways. true. Now it's but like you can't even you can't, like, can't. put your head you down for function. one now second. Now it's like they go to bed and then you're like, okay, now I'm on. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. in the morning. So I have like, uh, I have, I go to work, I have a nanny that comes at nine and then nine to five. And so I go to work nine to five. And so now I find myself like Piper's up and at like 8.30, I'm like, all right, are you ready for your nap? Because I haven't gotten anything done this morning. I really got to get shit done. Like, whereas before I'd been like, oh, I love this time with you, sleeping and cuddling. Now I'm like, okay, it's time to go to nap. Yeah. Nap time now. So what do you do for yourself though? Like what's your like little fun... What's your like, I don't know, your just advice like, or like what you do to, like you're in the spa industry yeah. basically. So what do you do for advice? my, yeah, like, for yourself. I don't, I, don't I just like got back self-care. from like, like an amazing, like? Yeah. um, mom's gone wild, like four moms in oh Miami. My God. Tell us everything. It was, what did you do? I'm bringing I'm the microphone closer recovering. to my head. <laughs> Tell us everything. It was so much fun. Okay. We just, we did, we would, we acted like we were 24 years old. Oh my God. I want to know. We went to pool parties. Oh my God. We like didn't make dinner reservations. Did you get picked up? Like we weren't even, oh, of course oh my we God, did. That's the best. I fucking love that. <laughs> it's my favorite. Tell us the story. Story. The best. No, story. we, Lexi, we actually met this full group of, of guys that were the biggest little, little because they were 24 years old ballers. And we're just like, perfect. Uh, we'll just be hanging with you. And oh, you got the tab? Amazing. 
<laughs> and then of that. course we like got back to the room, pass out, so exhausted, drunk, and you like know, slept it off. Yeah, yeah, love it. And then woke up and did it all again. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> it was a last minute trip. It was just like so perfect. It That's so nice. Been, yeah. Oh my god. Just let loose. I'm like like salivating at the thought of running away from my life right now and oh doing my, that. Yeah. Uh, oh my yeah actually God. no like book it like <laughs> next week and actually really you know should. what I'll be ready again I'll, I'll join you <laughs> that's awesome oh that's it so nice fun. it is a good time and like what have you done professionally for yourself recently that you think is like what have you learned read listened to done conference whatever like I guess professional development e side of business anything um, anything you read or done or seen that you're like yes that's gonna that's be my it. next thing Oh, like th- that I want to be. Or like things that have just motivated you, inspired you, read oh, something. Think, like about I, yeah. think about it. Yeah. I feel like it's through. your thing. Like you're always going to conferences and shit like that. I, I love don't do any of that. I'm, I, yeah. I, my, my thing is like I need to f- make more time for that. Like yes. I, I do love to just like listen to podcasts and things like that yeah, like yeah. as podcasts, I'm going. Like doing stuff. Yeah. Of yeah. course. I mean, in this one. Exactly. Yeah, I understand the podcast, but you're always going to like conference. Your your thing is conferences and going and That's talking. So good. And I love like to experience. I have to. Well, I'm also in the events industry, so for yeah. me, like participating in is also checking out the competition, also staying on top of what's yeah. happening. Yeah. I love event trends. I love seeing who is doing the speaking circuit. Like you better bet your bottom dollar. I was on the phone with Rachel Hollis's people last week, being like, "What will it take for me to get Rachel Hollis to come?" They're like, "She is booked for the next two years." Good luck. Um, you know. And then you booked her. No, yeah, no. <laughs> we can't afford her yet. She's coming on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming to Toronto with Tony Robbins actually in October. So that'll be interesting. I have a ticket to that. I don't yeah. know anything about her. You've Rachel read her Hollis. Books, right? I'm like in the middle of reading her books. I'm trying to understand what she's about. I'm interested in women who are non-celebrities and non who've made names for themselves mm-hmm. somehow as inspirational life coaches, uh, uh, social media celebrities. I'm, I'm, I like to know how somebody who's a personality and not an expert mm-hmm. rises to the top, right? Like the Oprah Winfrey's of the world. Right. She's a personality and she like surrounded herself with experts. So I think for me as an aspiration and a career aspiration is how do these women get to where they are? What mm-hmm. can I learn from them? And do I feel akin to them? So within the first 15 minutes, 15 pages of Rachel Hollis's book, I was like, wow, this woman is saying stuff that resonates with me. I've literally read 15 pages, right. not more. <laughs> but I was like, okay. So and she's just like a normal her. person that that's... Yeah, she's actually somebody who like, I think, I don't know her whole deal, but she has like a multi-billion dollar industry based on um, a blog that she started when she was a mom and it's just exploded that she's like Amazing. makes billions of dollars. Cool. Um, and she, um, her whole thing is like she doesn't apologize for her um, herself, her personality. Her I feel like this is a trend. I think like everyone's doing that now. Yeah, I think when she started it, I think. Mm. I think she was one of like the the godmother of like, Stop apologizing for who you are. Just right. be who you are. Yeah. Don't try just to fit into mom. the mold. Just yeah. be who you are. Your you mom is different. Yeah. Be your own mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Dina. That's whatever my brand too. You're right. I never knew who she was. No, no, I wasn't. I, I wasn't saying it was you. Oh. But I, I feel like that's what a lot of people are following now. They yeah. want like the real. But I'm not really sure that the real is real. So yeah, I, I, I'm. You know, I'm very um, cautiously optimistic about this movement. Me too. What do you think about this whole social media mommy shit? Well, I think it's just good that there's a different, I guess, like not stereotype, but like there's a different example. There's different examples being put out there, mm-hmm. right? Like, so it's it's like, yes, you can just say that like this is this is shitty and I'm I'm having a hard time and like mm-hmm. it's opening the door for people to have different voices about what's real in their life. 
And I think that that's great. Like, yeah. I, I think it's like the antithesis of like the 1950s or 60s mom, exactly. which is like, I got it all together. Dinner and yeah. I look perfect. I got my hair done and like my sex life is great and everyone's yeah. good and my husband's happy and he's well fed and everyone's happy. I like that it's not this bullshit like yeah. that too. Yeah. But I also feel like some people are going so far in the, it's so shitty. Let's yes. all talk about how shitty parenthood is too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah. I, social media for me is like, a lot of fakery and it's hard to know what's real and what's not. And so mm -hmm. I kind of, I never know what is real. So, which makes me uncomfortable. And I'm, yeah. I think I'm working so hard right now because I never wanted to be a social media influencer or be a creator in the social media space. I lived in places where like I worked for brands in the past who we worked with mommy influencers. Mm -hmm. I never felt myself akin to those because I felt that they were fake. Mm -hmm. So now that I like have this platform and built an online community that's like 100% built brick by brick myself, you know, with my team over yeah. like the last two years, I have feel this obligation to like literally say anything I think yeah. to the point for my own demise. And sometimes it works out, but um, yeah, I think people want people want to hear what other people are up to. Right. Yeah. Which, is also creepy for me. Right. The voyeurism yeah. like of to, 2019. Yeah, That's it, it, so that, normal. It, it, you know, to watch everyone's kids do everything and watch you do everything. And what do you eat for breakfast? At what time did you go to bed at last night? And what did you, what did your shit look like last? Like yeah. all that stuff is just too, <laughs> exactly. it's just too much for me. Like, I, I don't know, but, but yeah. I think people are very bored and they get very addiction. Like addiction Pitching. is a big piece for me. Like I think a lot of people are very addicted to Instagram and yes, Facebook and for sure. watching everything about everyone. And yeah. that gives me the creeps. It yeah. just gives me the creeps. And it actually makes me, step back from social media as as a content provider which I don't right. want to do either because people want to see content but right. yeah the more I post the more I feel yucky about it the more I look at my phone the more it feels yucky and it's Julian is it? yeah oh. I don't know why but he's like we're yeah. having an issue it's yeah. our guy who helps us with our podcast oh really? Podcast. he knows we do <laughs> oh. podcasts he's our editor hour. is there oh. a problem? I don't know Julian, Julian. Julian. Well, we, also, we also release on I call him Julian Frank. No, but that is new. His name is Julian. I call him Julian Black, oh, which Black. is not his right name. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy in the community with that name. Okay. Yeah, so what do so you think funny. about social media though, in general, to bolster your brand? How did you build Wax On? Wasn't it built on the yeah. back of social media? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I feel well, when when was Instagram? Yeah, whenever like Instagram Insta started, like yeah. of course you're all over it. Facebook, we were all over it. 2015, I want to say. Yeah, so we launched in 2012 and yeah. then obviously moved into that. But I think that it's, yeah, I like it's it's a great platform for brands to expand, for people to post about going to your locations and things like mm -hmm. that. Waxing isn't, you know, typically what people <laughs> post about. <laughs> Shocker. Mm -hmm. Like they're not really lying down on the bed being like, hey, I'm just getting my Brazilian. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's a great way to like share and build, build brands, build, build like other people's brands as well. Yeah. Right. Like it, it is, it is a good good platform for that and it's great to yeah. find also you know I, I guess the other part of it though is like you can fall into the influencer like we haven't been buying into buying influencers and things like that no. in, within wax on like we've just not gone that route but you don't have I think, to yeah it's just yeah it, it's word of mouth like right. it, it word of mouth for us and i you think don't need that, to be part of the influencer marketing yeah it's just sphere. hard for yeah and, and i think it falls into the same thing of like people don't know now what to believe because right. they're following people they want the recommendations from and they're like is that Authentic? actual recommendation yeah. or not and yeah i think that's the hard part for businesses as, uh, as well like, lexi what keeps you up at night what are you like worried about i actually sleep quite well but <laughs> we love sleepers now that Piper's sleeping. sleeping through the night yeah. i actually cheers sleep quite well sleeping through the night yeah cheers yes. i'll drink to that um yeah. 
No, I mean, I wouldn't say I do actually, I tend to fall asleep quite well. I can, I can do that. But, um, I'd say like biggest challenges are just, um, I'm, I just keep wanting to get to the next stage. I think one of the things that like we're 13 locations and I'm like, why aren't we 25? And I want to be in that next part. So it's Um, not about expanding the product lineup. It's just about expanding locations. It's expanding every, like the brand. Boozy waxes. Yeah, boozy waxes. Cava, cava and wax. I do a cava and a Brazilian. Everyone always asks us, they're like, well, why don't you, you offer per- like a shop before or something? I like some champs. Why not? Well, because we're all about fast in and out. Right. I guess fast we don't have time safety. for that. Safety thing would be important. Yeah, right? probably safety. Yeah. Yes. Fuck safety. safety also. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. What, no, what do people come in for the most? What's your most oh, good popular? Question. 100% Brazilian. Like really? we, all, we get asked all the time in people wanting to write articles and they're like, what yeah. are the hair trends or non-hair trends? The heart. Yeah, the heart. The lightning bolt. The this yeah. or the yeah. like, oh no, it's all leaning toward like au natural and it just is, it's never shown in our numbers. Like it's oh leaning towards au natural. Yeah. Well, I think it's a lot of people actually, but most people will come in and they want everything gone. Yep. Gone. Mm-hmm. Everything. Full ship. Yes. Full shebang between the cheeks, the whole I like it gone deal. and I have forever. Yeah. Forever. Me too. Like it grows yeah. back and I'm like, get rid of it. Comes See? back. Yeah. So get rid of right it. here, yeah. we're three for three. I am not yeah. a fan of hair. I, I would like to do I love it. Andrew just threw up four, yeah. like four yeah. for four. Hey, we also have men that come in too. You know? <laughs> I, I want to laser it off. <laughs> the cringe. Um, I want to laser everything off. Yeah. Oh, tell us about your laser business. Oh, Maxi. And I'm way too fair, like it's not gonna go away, is the thing. I have I, I lasered my vag from top gone? to bottom. I cannot. And does it grow back? Wait, pregnancy I happens? have like it looks like it actually looks like some. <laughs> it like has come back, but because I didn't, I was like, I think I was like when lasers first started. Yeah. I was in New Yorkville actually. Yeah, and there was a woman. Her name was Trish, and my friend Lexi Mitts was like, oh, you have to do laser hair. And I was like, laser what? And she like showed us her bush. And I was like, holy fucking shit, what is that? <laughs> I need that. And I was like, I think I was twenty one, so it was like fourteen years ago I did it. And I lasered literally from here, like mid thigh, up to my belly button, basically. And like it still looks like like somebody rubbed off all the fur on my cooch. (laughs) That's what it looks like. So it's like very straggly, very small. And my underarms too, I did. And I was somebody who had coarse dark hair with light skin. And the laser did very well on my underarms and very well on my bikini line. Um, But I did other. I did like my half leg. Yeah. So like this is twelve years old. Already, and you can see it's like quite sparse considering I'm quite freckly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I probably spent like and two you never or three shave grand or, or anything now. I do once in a while, like yeah. when I'm feeling. But it's funny because I did laser from my toes to above my knee, mm-hmm. and then here. But from here to here, I literally look like a fucking chinchilla. Like I look like a fucking gerbil. I'm not kidding. That's and my amazing. husband would like pet me once in a while. I was like, "Do not pet me. I'm not dealing with this." Oh my god! So gosh. like mid thigh, I'm like literally like a like a cave woman. Yeah, but it's I didn't grow in actually. So I, I've waited yeah. like all this time because a I'm quite fair and yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, my bush isn't isn't blonde. I mean, it'll probably come off. But yeah, uh, I, I was told so many times. That like pregnant breastfeeding it's gonna come back and like and a lot of friends actually like you know like yeah did so much laser and it, it all came back so i'm just gonna wait for i'm done breastfeeding and then i just want to like freaking laser my whole body no literally but i like, don't think a lot of it will come off like this is this is my hair like it's not gonna work right oh no you no we can still get that i really? swear yeah one says like i mean I the best, now the, I the lasers are so good it, but i don't yeah. think like there's you know this is fuzzy so yeah. before you like you yeah. would have been the laser candidate and and yeah. and back you know 12 years ago you said when yeah. you did it you like likely that it would not have worked at all but now like our laser can get the lightest of hair like as long as it's not white hair you're fine mm-hmm. it 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 will 
you could be a you could be flipper. You could be a dolphin. I would love to be flipper. <laughs> My sister Bonnie is literally from head to toe the same woman who did all of us. Bonnie went until there was not one hair on her mm. fucking chinny chin chin. Like That's there was amazing. not her, head to toe. She literally feels like she feels like a flipper. Yeah, I love that. She literally she paid a fortune. So I and thousands of yeah, dollars. Right. I just got thousands. to be able to go. Like so, I was I went before when we were because we launched Laser like a year ago, mm-hmm. and so when I was testing out machines and stuff like that I was before I was pregnant. So I did random spots of my body basically. Mm-hmm. And then just finally I finished breastfeeding like a couple months ago and I'm like, get me in. I cannot wait. So I'm like in the midst of just all the lasers. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing full Brazilian, my underarms. Yeah. Then I'm going to do my arms. I, uh, arm waxing is like my number one. Oh my God. I love waxing. I've my never arms. waxed my arms. Oh my God. <gasps> I you fucking, put on, when oh you put God, your shirt waxing? on, it's like yeah. the first time you it ever is, like shaved your oh legs in your whole life. I I never, I've never you. waxed my arms. Sorry. I've always stripping on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I don't, I, I wax like my knee, my whole yeah. bikini, my low back. Mm-hmm. That's it. My Kay. eyebrows sometimes. So I do my arms at least once a year. Okay. And you can see I have weird hair because my hair is really, really, I'm, I'm flipping my arms over everybody. Yeah, yeah. My hair is like pretty dark here and light here. That's funny. But if eh? you look at my underarms, look at that. Like you can barely see even yeah, the follicles yeah. of like a few. Oh yeah. Like that's, great. that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's like literally, I was 21, I'm now 35, that's 14 amazing. years. That that's is fucking really crazy. So I, laser did really well for me. And but it's much more expensive than waxing, presumably, right? Is it? The laser? Well, I feel it like is, it's come down. It is, but if you like net it over, yeah, it's definitely come down since yeah. that. Like it's a lot more affordable. And and our approach was the same thing as we did with waxing. It was like, we're going to be just more expensive than the sketchy mani-pedi places, but far less than the spas or with laser, the med spas. Mm-hmm. And so it's still affordable, but like over the lifetime span that you'd be waxing, you'd be saving money, right? Yeah, like sure. And lifetime, I mean like five years or something. Right, so yeah. it's it's really not it's not at all what you, you wouldn't be spending thousands of dollars for sure. Um, Do you guys see yeah. fun stuff like piercings, tattoos, all sorts of weird stuff that people have? Oh, is there any trend in like life <laughs> stuff? Oh my God. That, that, oh, I have to, my that is the best question. I need to ask my waxologist. I don't get the goods. Like I don't even I get all that good stuff. I see only 17, right? If I don't see 18 year old. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't see that many cool piercings, tattoos, things like that. That I missed that whole, that whole scene. I see moms, <laughs> but I don't see them naked. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, ten, no weird people piercings. People are doing like clip piercings and things like that. I don't even know. Yeah, I guess so. I feel like they've just gone right to like fillers and Botox. Yeah, right. <laughs> they skip the like, yeah. 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 Right? There's, a lot, there's a lot of tattoos still, but I don't yeah. see a lot of piercings anymore. No. I feel like people, but I don't know what people are doing the vaginas. I don't know. People do yeah. nipple piercings. Yeah, I don't see yeah. them really. I, I had my nipple pierced anymore. for a long time. You did? Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did, yeah. How did you know that? I don't know, from camp or post camp yeah, or whatever. I did it at camp when I was a kid. Do you know oh. each other from you, sleepaway you camp? You guys went to camp together? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've known Andrew since I was like eight. No way. That's incredible. Mm. Did you know about the piercing? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a camp thing. Yeah. Okay, free nipples. I didn't you have belly your belly button ring. Oh, your belly button. You belly didn't have button. your nipple done? I did not have my nipple done. Oh. I don't know. My nipples are so crazy sensitive. That's so not what I would oh. do. Um, Andrew is <laughs> lip pierced for a hot that. second. Wait, for a hot second, Andrew. Andrew did. So he look at him like how like clean cut he is. It so didn't fit, and it was off center, and it got infected in like that. a minute. I remember that. I made him take oh it out. It was like, so what a gross. I remember 21. that, Andrew. Oh my God, that's so So how funny. long have you guys been together for? Uh, a really long time. We, <laughs> our 12-year uh, wedding anniversary is next week, but we were together before that. So I... It's 12, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is 18 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's my life, yeah. I'm 36 oh this year and 18 years. When's your birthday, amazing. Again? January 21st. Oh, right. I forgot you're, you're the beginning of the class. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's really, really long so you were, you <laughs> yeah. witnessed the whole lip piercing. He got the lip piercing and like we started dating a couple months later and I was like, take that shit Because you liked the lip? Revolt. I did not like the lip. It was really gross. Yeah, no, I was actually dating another person at the time. But um, how long did it last? Maybe a month. A week. A week. It was <laughs> really gross. I remember it. Was it, a, it got really infected. Hold on, but did you yeah. get a purse at camp? Why would I remember that? Was it a university? A camp? Oh, was that's it a why. dare? Not at camp. No. Like, like we a, went on a date. On a day off. Your we camp sounds yeah. quite strange. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're definitely, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely sending my kids to that camp, by the way. Um, <laughs> and we are not. <laughs> I definitely am. Uh, that's so funny. What was I going to say to you? Um, that's awesome. Cool. Um, cool. So cool I'm really excited about. Um, are you going to get into the world of like um, um, microdermabrasion? Is that what's called when they do the tattoo eye? Oh, what's um, it called? Oh my god, microblading, which is literally yes, tattooing yes. your eyes. Sort of, but it doesn't last forever. I don't like a tattoo does. No, it does. Yeah, it doesn't last forever. You don't have tattoos, do you? No, but I really, 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 really want one. I want a tattoo. You want to do microblading? No, I really <laughs> want a tattoo. I was like, those are not the same thing. No, I really yeah. want a tattoo. Of what? What would you get? I have like a, I actually like a file on my phone of like tattoos that I like. Oh, you and do? I was like, when I'm 25, I'm going to get a tattoo. When I'm 30, I'm going to get a, when my mom, I'm a tattoo. And like, I still just, I think I'm just like waiting for my parents to die or something for mm. I get a tattoo. It's just something I can't yeah. do. I just did a long time ago. I know you did. You just, did? What is it? A tattoo. My parents don't know about them. I have two. Um, I can show you sort of kind of, I'll, I'll do it after the mic, but I have a gecko on my left hip and I have some oh. Chinese characters on my back. What are the Chinese characters? Strength, truth, happiness. Oh, that's nice. And to I still, you? I'm so happy. No, I don't. I think like I would love to host like uh, an event or have like a, a parlor get on with like cool mom tattoos, like little tiny, cute. Like I would like, I don't know. I like think I'm really cool. Like a millennial and I could like look cool with like a little tiny heart on my inside yeah. finger here or like a little tiny, I don't know, my kid's initials like really small on my inner arm, like really delicate, very black and white, like super almost like, you know, everyone now gets like the very delicate, like mommy jewelry. That's like my kid's initials. Sorry, Dana. Like on the <laughs> left hand side, that's like really small or faint. Yeah. If they're getting like their kid's initials, like in yeah. their ears or like they're, they're like doing the like they're little really cute, very gentle, but imagine yeah. it's tattoos. We should get into that business. Lexi. So, oh, let's expand <laughs> the lineup. Next, let's go. Next line. I like to riff on we'll business call ideas. Not wax on. We'll call it. <laughs> get nailed. Tat on. Tat on. Get tat on. Tat on. Yeah. Tat on. Me, me and Andrew want to get, um, so each of our kids have these lovies, like you guys know from the podcast. So yeah. uh, one of our kids has a giraffe. One of them has a monkey whatever anyway so we want to get like their little like as them oh. but it's not them but like their four oh, stuffies dude, i love that somewhere that's cute yeah. wait are I those the that. little like ones that they sleep yeah, with like a head with a, their lovies yeah so my girlfriend she swore by them piper loves hers and she decided to get me a raccoon so <laughs> piper's a raccoon <laughs> nice, nice. loves them rash, carries them everywhere giraffes dogs Elephants, monkeys. Yeah. 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 The raccoon was our, ours. <laughs> That's a raccoon. <laughs> Definitely not getting that tat. No, no. I'll pass on the. the Tell us about your raccoon. spouse. You have a spouse, a partner? Yeah. Husband? Yeah, okay. My husband, What's his deal? Adam. What's his deal? What's his deal? So we actually, like, so we were both dating lots. We've literally been together two years, I guess, now. Mm-hmm. So we met and it was like fast forward, like we were engaged in a year. Mm -hmm. We got pregnant a year and a couple months later and had a surprise wedding, Mm -hmm. like within a year and a half of uh, being together and then had Piper. So it was just like a- Wow. Speedy. Jump in. Yeah. When you know, you know. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, We, yeah, searched long and far for- (laughs) Each other? (laughs) Each other. And how do you meet? 
Um, in Miami, bro- by a pool, he's 24. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. How did you know? <laughs> um, no, we met, we were set up by his brother, actually. Oh, cute. So his brother um, brought me in to like learn about his business and uh, cause he was, had franchising, a franchising has a franchising business. And so came in, learned about the business and met Adam and one of my best girlfriends who works with me when we were leaving, she's like, he loves you. Like you're going to marry him. Oh, that's awesome. And we didn't actually start dating for another like six months or something later, but then uh, she knew he sent his brother sent an email saying, I'm setting you guys up. Like, plan a date and then we started dating and then you fell in love yeah. and had a baby yeah, yeah. Oh, i, I love that yeah it's, that's it's really been, awesome it's been been a fast fast ride <laughs> after last year i was like man what are we gonna do this year <laughs> last year's like married baby yes. like had quite the big year and uh-huh. now i'm like oh weren't weren't we did it all <laughs> so let's open another 10 locations of my, exactly blacks on back to work that's but no awesome. it's good like it works well because he also like has works a lot and especially when we were dating like yeah. it was hard to meet someone who at nighttime got that like we go for dinner but then I'm gonna like open my laptop and like and work some more do some work and yeah. now we do that together yes. which is adorable you just, <laughs> put like, Piper, on the couch on your computers yeah, yeah. we put fiber to bed have yeah. dinner and up, open the laptops and get down to work is Piper really a name for somebody or you just love the name does that mean have you guys heard of like um, baby name the app and it's like Bumble for baby names. No. So it's amazing. Yeah. And you just swipe like left, oh, right yes. or left on right. names. And yeah. then, so like Adam would be on it and then I would be on it on my phone and then you'd swipe and match. And we oh, matched on Piper as one of our names. God, you guys are so modern and cool. That's yeah, fun. I, I had that. That's but it, fun. Yeah, it was fun. Like, <laughs> really, really fun. I want to have a baby for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So we had all our matching names and um, Piper's the best. But I I didn't find out what I was having. And I right. was convinced and everyone was convinced, There's which is boy. so silly that yeah. I was having a boy. Uh-huh. Um, and so I hadn't really even thought twice about the girl's name. I was like, sure, sure. I love Piper. Um, but like we got to focus on our boy name uh-huh. and, uh, when she was born, I was literally shocked. completely shocked. shocked Did yeah. you find out? I found out with my first, with my son Elias when we were 28 weeks pregnant. Cause I wasn't sure if I wanted to find out or not. Yeah. So at the 20 week ultrasound, I like made the ultrasound technician put in the envelope. Like I literally wrote a card like dear cake designer, please check mark <laughs> the box boy or girl. I was like, just put it in here. And I don't want to see it. And I remember like rushing the to the nunnery, like running oh to God. the bake shop and being like, here's the envelope. Don't bake anything. You're the only one who knows. And then my husband and I being like on my birthday party that year, I was 28 weeks pregnant. We're like, let's do a cake reveal. My And I was like very pregnant already. And we did it. And I was like, oh my God, it's a boy. I can't think I'm going to be a boy mom. Okay. I had to like digest. I'm a boy mom. Got it. Because in my heart of hearts, I like obviously wants to be a girl mom. Yeah. Obviously. Um, and then, <laughs> she says as I'm sitting next to her. Sorry, Dina. <laughs> and then when I had my son, it was the best fucking thing that I have. I, totally I wanted to be a boy mom. With my son. I'm completely obsessed with it. And then when I got pregnant the second time, I didn't want to find out. And I was like, if I'm a boy mom, I'm totally down for that. I love my son yeah. so much. He's the apple of my eye. Yeah. And I was like, girls, like raising girls, I don't want to deal with fucking eating disorders. I don't deal with periods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't deal with like you getting pregnant or like And when they're like 13, 14, they hate you. I don't want to like hate. I don't want to deal with that. And then I was totally convinced also my second was going to be a a boy. And I like didn't 
brace myself for for the gender. And then when my daughter was born, I had her at home with midwives. Yeah. Um, I was like looking at her. I'm like, oh, okay. Like as soon as she came out, my first reaction was like, oh, you're not as cute as your brother, but that's okay. And then my mom's <laughs> like, what is it? I was like, oh, I don't even know. And her labia oh was gosh. so swollen that I'm like, I think it's a, I think it's a girl. <laughs> and my mother starts crying because she was like, there was nine people yeah. in my oh bedroom my by the time I was born. She was the ninth person. And I was like, everyone's like, it's a girl, it's a girl. I was like, is it? I'm not sure because the little labia were so fucking swollen. It could have been like oh two my testes, gosh, man. That's for all amazing. I know. Anyways, now she's a perfect vagina. It's not yeah. swollen. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> she's a perfect it's little perfect. badge. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't amazing. need laser yet. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but I will take her as soon as she turns 12. Oh, yeah. For um, sure. <laughs> I think that would be interesting to have a conversation of whether or not parents would like take their teenage kids or adolescent kids to like get waxes, get laser. Do you have a lot of teenage yeah, and preteens coming? A lot. Yeah. And a what lot. are they getting done? Like upper lip and eyebrows and unibrows? And yeah. Like that? a lot of unibrows yeah. for sure. I started which... getting electrolysis. My mom took me to electrolysis when I was 12. Yeah. And for years I did electrolysis in my brows. But I think it's like so great. Like it's great also, right? right. That especially, I mean the unibrows and stuff like that, but there's so many kids, like girls that are so uncomfortable at school because they do have like super hairy legs. And yeah. so their moms come in and they go and like, we have obviously a lot of <laughs> rules around it and they go in the rooms with them and like make sure that everything's comfortable. But um, also I have one girlfriend that started waxing when she was, I don't know, say 14 years old and she literally has no hair. So uh -huh. I'm jealous that I wish I wish I started waxing way back when. Like I didn't get on the bandwagon until way later in life. So let's ask like the the big bring it home question, which I think is a little bit of like a, maybe a feminist discourse. Is like, what does it mean as a woman to have body hair and like to be in the business of removing it? Because like one might argue, we grew up in a youth movement, like in a summer camp, where like some women like proudly like had literally full bushes of armpit mm -hmm. hair, and they like did it as almost like a political move so yeah. do you ever think about that Lexi like what does arm what's body hair for women play in society like what does it represent you think either having it or not having it what, what's your opinion I just think that and what I'm really trying to especially in this like next like as we continue to grow wax on like yeah. I love the fact that all the women that come to us at wax on and that they're like in our rooms and just like sharing everything with us is that they like all we want to do is, is help women feel the most confident in their own skin. Right. And if that's removing it, whatever they want to do, like, and, and, and that's why we're coming out with like new products around that. Like I just want to be able to help, you know, women just feel good and right. confident. And I think that especially like I was saying, like when you're a kid on the playground and you have a unibrow, like obviously it's, you know, you, you want to get that removed. Right. And so I guess it's, we try not to like get too much in like the politics of hair, keeping it or not keeping it. Right. I think it's just around that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, it's a right. choice. I don't know if you want to get it gone, get exactly. it gone. If you want to yeah. keep it, keep it. No one's yeah. making judgment. Just if you want to get it, out of there get it out of there right? yeah i have to say exactly. like when i see a woman like at a at a at a spa or at a anywhere public where body hair is exposed when i see a woman who like obviously hasn't taken care or maintained her 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 body hair i'm like in shock that like and then i'm sort of like good for you sweetie you know like that you don't care or that this isn't a priority or other yeah. countries where they don't care you know yeah. but you've made a business of this which is interesting but i wonder if you ever thought about the politics of hair and what it means for a woman to be like almost like you know a hairless cat or as we said a dolphin flipper, yeah, flipper. I, like flipper, flipper. I like the flipper i mean example. whatever makes you feel best right well, there are, yeah there's i think choice. there's 
Yeah. I mean, you you Google it. Like, there's so much on on both sides of it. Uh-huh. But whatever makes you feel best. Like, I feel great after a wax. <laughs> like, yeah. I just feel I feel much, clean. Exactly. Yeah. I feel much cleaner and just yeah. like yeah, good. Yeah. So, so funny. Like since I've had a kid, I haven't really done a Brazilian. I think I'm like scared of my vag a little bit that I don't really want people ripping hair. Yeah, Plus yeah. I could get a Brazilian, even though I only have a little bit of pubes left from laser 15 years ago, but I don't know. I'm not sure I would necessarily take the plunge on a Brazilian anymore. I'm not sure. Time, since I've had Austin, I think I've only done maybe two or three Brazilians and otherwise I just leave like a little, a little bit. bit because the inside hurts. Like it doesn't feel good. Yeah, I don't love um, getting and my feel, and asshole I feel like hormonally waxed. too. Yeah, really. Oh, my ass had That's a usually much. like the grand finale. No, no problem. No, not the asshole. Like it's. I think it's the labia skin. Yeah, the middle part. The middle. The middle. It's like the equivalent of a choda, I guess. Yes. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the perineum. Yeah. So what is it called? The perineum. Right. The perineum. I should know that. That area hurts. Yeah. And yeah, like between like the internal labia and like the inside, like that's yeah. When they ouch. Yeah. That fucking kills. And like I've delivered to the epidurals, but that shit hurts. Yeah, if you make like once, an Emla cream that people can put on before. Yeah, do you, oh, stuff? do you? Yeah, yeah, we do have one. Um, yeah, there's one. It's like uh, with lidocaine in it, uh-huh. and you can put it on 20 minutes before, and it, it cuts the pain. Uh-huh. But or even like people Ice. say, just like a pop a Tylenol or something yeah. before things like that. It depends also. So when you're pregnant or post pregnancy, mm-hmm. when your hormones are elevated, it is a lot more. Uh, painful and like close to your period so it depends on when you come as well like that it can be a little more painful than otherwise you know it's much more painful when i'm breastfeeding and more than pregnancy and i don't know why when when i delivered austin i was maybe four or five months postpartum and i got waxed by the same person who waxed me forever and ever and ever and she ripped me and i literally had like a gouge on my vagina. Not a wax on. And not a wax on. No, but she'd waxed me many times, like yeah. for years before that. So like, much yeah. more sensitive. Very, very, very experienced and it really fucking hurt. Yeah. Like it was, it was more tender than after I delivered. This is only four or five months after I delivered. It hurt like hell. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I think my luck. I don't know if your hormone levels or hormones like, or whatever. Yeah. For sure. You know, Alexa, we should do, we should target women who are expecting for the first time because yeah. like that's when everyone's like, oh, I need to like on my list of things to do when yeah, I'm 37 like right weeks before, pregnant yeah. is to get a wax of my badge. So when I'm delivered, people see this like beautiful yeah, flower exactly. vagina that has no <laughs> hair. And I think the last time I fucking had a, a wax now that I think about it, it was right before I had my that's first son. Sure. And he's turning three in September. Oh, I'm sorry, exactly. baby. I'm sorry to my husband for not we do taking offer, care. <laughs> we do offer a nice little maternity Brazilian. Do you? So, yeah. Really? Oh, that's yeah. so cute. What else is on your menu? Yeah. Let's go oh through your menu. Oh my gosh. Do you make those flowers? Heart, like, <laughs> vagina flowers? <laughs> yeah. Oh my. I stencils? Actually pube stencils? That should be on your card. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? Pube stencils. <laughs> like if somebody wanted oh, a stencil no. of a pube as opposed to just being a landy ship, you get a heart, you can get a lightning bolt, yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. a fucking diamond. I don't know. No, like that's a lot of work. It, a chevron. We yeah. I think we did years ago we did some promotion and we did that and it was just like no one No one wants that. No. Like yeah. I feel like we should you don't have hair. This reminds me of Kyle Zibes. Do you guys remember that thing with Kyle Zibes? That no, thing. remind me to talk okay. Kyle's life story later. If he's listening, Kyle, you Kyle's know what I'm talking bed about. Is the bed that we slept in when we when we started. I have some peep stories with Kyle. Oh Anyways, my gosh. he's yeah. a nice old friend of ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Amazing. so what else is on the menu? Oh, like literally every single part of the body, like nostrils. So for men, nostrils and ears is a big Ouch, one. On the inside of your nostrils, it's the least painful service. I swear. I didn't even do it. You, we use hard wax, right? Oh, okay. So we have three different types of waxes. So hard wax for sensitive areas and nostrils will be one of them. So it just goes like on a stick into your nose 
It's and, hilarious and to watch because it, it just like hangs there for a minute and then they just yank it out. Uh-huh. It doesn't hurt. You feel like you've just taken like your first breath of fresh air afterwards. Uh-huh. It's really nice. Um, and then like everything, like full manzillions for men. Um, manzillions. Yeah, <laughs> toes. That's going to hurt like hell. So you actually wax actual scrotum? Yeah. Holy shit, that's got to hurt. Shebang. That's probably hurts shebang. more than labia. Is it straight no? men? Um, both. Really? A, a lot of like bodybuilders we see uh-huh. and athletes like swimmers and uh-huh. stuff like that that come in for like they, we had to implement like a full <laughs> body like wax for men because and we the, had and the estheticians that do them are women and they're just like move your chona to the left please and you to the right please like so we have specific um, yeah. like waxologists that will do dicks. It, it's optional obviously we don't because sometimes like dick hair goes up the little shaft, you know. You have to go pretty far up the dick. There are people that have hair on their dicks. Like it goes up the shaft. Like you can have some strays that go up. Yeah, yeah, but you're not gonna have like hair to like the head of your penis. <laughs> Does anyone have that? Is that a thing? No, I don't think so. Let's Google it. I, Andrew, I was gonna Google say, it. like, let's Google that. Google hey, Google. Andrew, that Andrew, <laughs> to take his dick out. There's no hair, hair on the, the head of his penis. After the head. Not to the head, you know, but like a little bit up the shaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few, a few strays, <laughs> uh, but oh I, I feel God. like I feel like waxing the like <laughs> the white dude. The like <laughs> I don't mean this. I don't know what it feels like, but that's gotta hurt like hell. You've never waxed it, have you? Yeah, Andrew shaves. He shaves. He like he makes a trim like his hair. Number one, Andrew. But I, I can imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I would think that really hurts. It probably hurts guys more than girls. No. I, yeah, I think so. I, well, pussies. it's hard to tell because guys are a lot pussies. Yeah. bigger. Does yeah. your husband Babies. do a manzillion? He has you don't not. Have to <laughs> no, he is not. Uh-huh. I have also been like, you know what? I don't really need you to go and my waxologist to work for to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, yeah. I'm just not sure about that. Oh be like, God, he has so, so much hair of all the way up his dick. That's so I don't know. funny. <laughs> oh my know. God, I love that. Yeah, he's not going I think to body on. hair and the conversation, I think like if I had a copious amounts of money, I would get waxed all the time. I hate body hair. I really do. And I hate like like straggly hair. I hate when I like find like a stray hair. Mm. And after pregnancy and your hormones change, I do have hair now that I never had before. Yeah. What the fuck is that shit, you know? Oh, oh, one here what about like getting for like all months and of these, months and months. like yeah. the baby hair things yeah. that just come out. I have bangs like everywhere around my head. <laughs> yeah, just no, I get like little small hairs now around yeah. my face, and I'm like, mm-hmm, and I like, I get the same one on my chin like for months and months and months, and it just keeps coming out, keeps coming yeah. out, and I keep plucking it, keeps coming out. The same yeah. one fucking hair, and it's blonde. It's blonde like the hair, my, but it's but course, like I can feel it. Like yeah, my it mom feels has like that. it's like this one stupid yeah. thick hair. And I think when I was like younger, I used to get electrolysis on that one damn hair, and it's, now it's just persisting, keeps coming back. But uh-huh. I don't go anywhere for anything, so I don't get it. <laughs> I just pluck it out. So what, what's new yeah. on your product lineup? What are you developing? Are you using like a white labeling something? Are you creating no, a new product No, we have from all scratch? our own products. So we right now have our whole like own body line of products that we manufacture mm-hmm. and we're just making them so much better and just expanding the line. And we have set like so much input from our clients and um, all of our like team of waxologists and everyone that just works with, you know, the clients every day of things that they want and mm-hmm. want to see. So this fall we'll be uh, releasing a whole new line that just caters like much better to what our clients are looking for. Our pr- current products are all not like very natural, great um, products for you. And I think that just, we're also rebranding them, just how they're branded and stuff. It just doesn't speak to what they actually are, which is like mm-hmm. really, really phenomenal products. And the other part of waxing that, 
you know, I didn't even know because I used to go to like the Manny Petty type places was that there is maintenance that you need to do in terms of like making sure that you don't get ingrown hairs and things like yes. that. So there's an education side that goes with it. So we're just making sure that all of our products speak to that component of it and right. the exfoliating and the ingrown hair serums that you need and yeah. all of that good stuff that helps to make that flawless wax experience. Oh, I love ingrown hairs. I like picking them. Oh my god, that person. Oh my god, I love picking Some ingrown people hair. Love doing Dr. Like Pippa yeah, Popker on stuff. on fake and That's one Instagram. thing with laser oh. that I'm excited about because I get it. bad ingrowns yeah. and with laser like you just don't yes. have them at all. That's amazing. I did have an a pore though. Oh, that somehow like the 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 dead hair like just keeps coming back but it's just the follicle of the actual oh. hair like it's a follicle, but not the actual hair. It's like almost like it looks pustule, but mm. it's nothing um, that I love picking. Um, I love picking Very that stuff. Okay, yeah. so okay. You're, you're a zip popper then. Oh, too. God, I love it. Oh, my God, I'm so excited for my kids to become teenagers. I'm going to talk their fucking faces. Oh, like ingrown hair. Oh, my God, I wish I was a dermatologist. Toenails, Honestly, I love it. Yeah. Oh, Wait, I love it. You're a doctor. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I do it when I got to do it, but it's not my thing. Like, people see, like, you know, call me and I'll do it. I'll call. I'll be here. I'll be here heavy. Calling the big guns. It's funny. Except when like, doing that, love, like, you know, get like an abscess, and people like, oh, I'm going to pop it. I'm going to even, and I'm like, you go do that. You like, I'll do it. I'll be able to help, but I really don't want to do it. Like, that's, doesn't, it doesn't get me. Right. Yeah. Same with, like, cleaning kids' ears or, like, getting snot out of their noses. I never been into that stuff. Oh my god, I love all that. I don't like I don't like um I don't like like um uh oh whatever. I like all bodily fluids. I can handle all of it. Bring it on. <laughs> I can also bring it, it on. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um I don't like rodents and bugs, but mm. I can handle bodily function. How about threading? Mm. Either either do you offer like a full long, I haven't been in a while. So yeah, do, yeah. do you offer a whole the whole fleet of now that you do laser do you do threading? Do you thread? Because that's yeah, like a very threading. specific skill. Yeah. That's not easily taught, right? No, it's not. So we do threading, tinting. Do you? Lash tinting and lash lifts. So would, if you, would you have a bet your bottom dollar on like how explosive the industry has gotten of like no. eyelashes and eye extensions and fucking... No. Yeah. Like, would, would no. you have gone that direction, do you think, if you had known? No. No, but I, so we, we do brows and we like do a great brow, great tint and mm -hmm. a lash tint and all that. And the lash lifts, like lash lifts is newer, but we've always done brows and tint, um, and lash tint. Um, what but, is a lash lift? I'm sorry. What is it? Oh, it's perming. It's basically like a perm for your lashes. So you don't have to use like a lash curler and with a tint, it just makes you could walk at the door and it looks like you have mascara on mm -hmm. and it's a lot better for your lashes than the lash, like the lash extensions, uh -huh. which aren't great for your lashes. Like your lashes fall I'd out easier. To, I'd have to that. assume that if you're like basically gluing permanent lashes yeah. or like bonding them onto your fucking yeah, eyelashes, it's that it's not good. And I know like in the, creator influencer world where people are doing a lot of facial stuff like it's become like a trend where like especially for moms like that is the 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 go-to now thing in terms of cosmetics and it's just not something i'm i'm curious but i'm not i don't think it's gonna be I've had lash extensions a few times for like weddings and things yeah and permanent and, and, do you know 
like well, long? three. I've gotten them done three times. Yeah, for three different events, and each time the girl was like, "It's gonna last like three or four weeks, whatever." I'm like, "Okay, sure, try it, whatever." And every time they fell out the very next day, uh-huh. and oh, really? they look great for like a day, but then you like one falls out, and then one yeah. falls out, I just and then can't it looks weird it. and sparse, <laughs> and they would bug me. They bug yeah. my eyes, and I wear contacts, and yeah. I, I didn't like them at all. But I kept on doing them because everyone else was doing them at these like events or whatever. Yeah, I never liked it, and, and then I found within like literally a couple of days they looked fake because a couple would be missing and then it didn't mm-hmm. look consistent right and you also but I have other people like, that love them like I have lots of yeah. friends that like love them but they to me always look fake and so then it just looks like faker version of mascara but mm-hmm. it looks really cool on camera like they, it can look really pretty yes. from far but when you're looking at a person it's pretty yes. but when they fall out and you feel like you can't wash your face like yeah. you just can't because you can't you rub your scrub. eyes you yeah. can't like yeah. very properly like, right. properly wash your face yeah. Yeah. yeah so the lash lift is meant to you lie there with, and ours is 15 minutes really fast but we put like a collagen mask on and it's just really? like a little perm mm-hmm. it's kind of nice and mm-hmm. and then they tint them and it's just a healthier version of a lash extension using your actual lashes and it's not weird to have like chemicals right by your eye no it's like completely completely safe for mm-hmm. sure um and it's done like super carefully it doesn't even touch you wouldn't feel like any sensation of like a burning or anything mm-hmm. like that uh-huh. um but yeah, so the lash lifts and but no, I I would never have predicted. So I wouldn't have I think it was really important that we specialized like in doing waxes. Waxing mm-hmm. and like that's our focus and yes, we did like going into laser was a huge leap for us and mm-hmm. I literally was thinking and going back and forth on it for about 2 years before we actually like made the launch into it um, because it was a big change for us. But it's a departure. We wanted to be yeah. specializing in hair removal because we right. had people coming in and they're like, why don't you just do laser? Because I want to still come to you for my brows and like my Brazilian, but I want a bikini laser uh-huh. like or an underarm laser. And so it was just, we weren't satisfying that kind of like hair removal need, which, right. which was a good point. But yeah, the um, like brow lash, all of that the industry, industry is, is crazy. Blown yeah. up completely. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference between, I mean, I know what threading, what threading is, but yeah. what's the difference in terms of the outcome versus just a wax? So, the outcome's very similar, like same. It's just that some people prefer like I the do. feeling of threading yeah. compared okay. to mm-hmm. waxing. It's not for or me. Or vice versa. For me, it's the precision mm-hmm. of the threading. I love it. And I have a woman I've been going to forever and she's yeah. been in the industry forever. So, um, um, when I can't see her, I'll go to your guys to yeah. do it or get anything else waxed that's like just casual. But um, I also tend to break out. Like I'm somebody who, if I get a wax on my lip or mm-hmm. on my, so the next day, it doesn't matter what the product is. I've never mm-hmm. met a product. Mm-hmm. I will break out with little tiny white yeah. pimples, the entire length you know, of my entire eyebrow and my lip. Mm-hmm. And my, anywhere I'll do on my face. And I'm not someone who has acne, but for some reason it's that heat opening up the pores, the pores mm-hmm. explode. It's like mm-hmm. I'm having this like intense facial in like these areas. And I don't want to have like acne around my eyes and around yeah, sure. my lips. It's true there. There are so, some people that, that absolutely. I, so for me, true. like I'll, even after I do a threading, I'll need like tea tree oil or astringent or some sort of toner yeah. directly afterwards to close those pores up right away. It's just mm-hmm. how my skin is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time to get there. And like, I don't know. I think actually what's interesting about eyebrows in general is like it makes a face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? hundred percent. And like as eyebrow tra- trends change from being like very bushy to yeah. like very thin or whatever it is. Um, um, I've just always liked my one girl and she, yeah. my one woman, I should say, she's extremely talented. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I've always gone for threading. Mm. Yeah, Since I I've never it. threaded. And yeah. some people just like the for feeling. years, and now I now either pluck or wax. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
It's like my, one of the girls that works with me absolutely can't stand the feeling of threading hmm. and other people think the it's, waxing, it's very like painful. waxing it's hurts not, more. It's more painful than oh, waxing. Yeah. But I find I it better what? than waxing. No, I think like waxing I is so thread. fast and like you're done in one second and yeah. it's done. Yeah. Um, I find that threading because it's basically the thread is wrapping around each, each individual yeah. hair follicle and pulling Yeah. and it's pulling from the root. That's more painful, I think. Yeah. And it takes a little bit longer and it, I've never done electrolysis. It hurts a lot though, right? Well, it's more tender, yeah. Yeah. What's the difference between electrolysis and, th- and laser? Electrolysis can be very permanent. Well, so could laser. But I don't, can they people, uh, do people laser eyebrows? Is that a thing? No. Yeah. Mm. It's no. too precise. Is that why? Yeah. Because yeah. the laser machines are, like, we have one that's smaller for underarms and stuff, but they're not, like, yeah. that precise. Yeah, precise. Yeah. yeah. Electrolysis, you're putting, like, a needle into the follicle or into the pore uh-huh. and blasting with electricity the follicle. So it kills the follicle. I understand. So my brows were like thick caterpillar brows, like three times, maybe four times thicker than what I had. And I had a legit full unibrow, like as thick as the rest of my brows. Like I did not I had, remember that even a you little never bit. never did because I started getting electros at 12, at 12 okay. you know, by the time I was like 14, 15, I had like much thicker than this, but pretty normal brows. But yeah. I, we spent tens of thousands of dollars in electrolysis. My really? Mom did. Yeah. Wow. I did it for a very long time. Wow. Yeah. Um, but it it hundred percent worked, and it's permanent. Like I still get, I still wax, but mm-hmm. like so little compared to what I had. Like I had, I have no hair now. I don't pluck anything in the in the middle. Mm-hmm. But it was like full on unibrow. Wow, that's mm-hmm. amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, you wouldn't. You go. Thanks for my mom. You. Yeah. Thank you, mom. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you so much. I don't know if there's anything else we need to cover. I. No, I feel good. like, did you yeah. learn something today, Gina? What'd you learn? I really wanted you to be like, there's some fun trends and here's what they are. Aww. They are hearts and bullseye. I know. <laughs> but alas, no, alas, just, you, everyone likes Brazilian like I do. I love yeah. Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's there awesome. aren't any fun mm-hmm. trends. I can't lie. Uh-huh. <laughs> you had to ask about the piercings and the tattoos though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You'll go back and sure. ask. Yeah. Oh now God. you hear stories. I always say like, if these walls could talk, I yeah. wax on. Like yeah. it's just... Everyone comes in and just right. You're like literally your bum and your vagina is like spread over all to see. It's yeah. Very Everyone just tells like how many vaginas do you guys see like in a day? Oh my gosh. Well, like <laughs> in a week we'd say in a week we'd see five hundred. Uh huh. So, just vaginas. I mean, Our clients a mix. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, it's a lot of vaginas, man. I mean, but yeah. that's why people are <laughs> always sense. like they feel uncomfortable coming for their first wax, and right. our waxologists are like. I legit wouldn't like, I will never see you and like know anything yes. else about you. Like right. I, I, I see it all. Like there's right. nothing that they haven't Once seen. You've seen one bad, you've seen them all. Yeah. It's like true. there's nothing yeah. to feel uncomfortable about. Like everyone should just come in feeling very comfortable and confident because yeah. it's, they've seen it all. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I learned so much. Types. Are you, what's next? Are you guys <laughs> going to expand so. outside of Toronto or where are your 13 locations in Ontario? Yeah. And Halifax actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we have London, Vaughan, and then Dan, like Toronto core, mm-hmm. um, Burlington, Oakville, Halifax. Uh-huh. So yeah, like within the next year, we're like looking at going out West. We're continuing to open new locations around here as well in the GTA. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, keep it's awesome taking over the world. Yeah, wax on world domination. Love one it. hair at a time. Good for you, Lexi. <laughs> Lexi, thanks for coming. This was thanks fun. for having Thank me. Oh, so much fun. It's great. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. 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 Good evening. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you really enjoy the content. We are eager to chat with the most interesting people about topics that you care about. 
please connect with us on social media at Moms That Say, at MomsTO, and at Dr. Dina Kulik, and share your comments, requests, and to continue the conversation. If you want to hear more, click subscribe and rate us too. We're all about the feedback because this podcast is for you. Have a great rest of week. Until next time.